Welcome to the Goddesses of Social Work podcast, hosted by Renita Ray Davis, licensed clinical social worker, board-approved social work clinical supervisor, and facilitator of the Goddesses of Social Work supervision community. Join us as we travel through the social work journeys told by the Goddesses of Social Work community members, past and present, as they make their way toward clinical licensure. Welcome to the Goddesses of Social Work podcast. In today's episode, Rakesha Hampton LMSW has graced us with her presence. Rakesha is an LMSW licensed master social worker and currently works as a family therapist with post and pre-adoptive families. Rakesha is also a part-time adjunct professor teaching undergraduate social work courses. She received her bachelor's degree in social work from the University of North Alabama and received her master's degree in social work from Alabama A&M. She has been working with children and families in need of mental health resources since 2013. She has several years of experience in various fields of social work, mental health, school-based, hospice, and foster care. Rakesha's clinical focus is child, family-centered, person, and environment perspective. Welcome, Rakesha. I am super excited to have you today. Hi, thanks for having me. You're welcome. So glad that you're here. Rakesha, I loved reading your bio. Obviously, I learned some things about you that I didn't know, but it got me to thinking, especially because you're an instructor and because you have that that um, clinical focus on children and families, and got me thinking about social work, the social work profession as a teacher. So what has the social work profession taught you? Um, the social work profession, what has it taught me to just be open-minded, be open-minded. And then especially, I guess, like as a teacher um, and working with the students, different age ranges. Um, but I really like working with those that are just starting out because I can, I feel like I can teach or educate them on the things that I didn't learn when I was um, in my grad or undergrad program. So just helping them to be open-minded and just giving them knowledge. This might be getting into our next question. That's a great answer. I love that. And I used to teach. And so I get that. I get what did and I learn in my program now that I've been doing it while I've been practicing that I'm like, I wish someone had told me these things. And for me, it was Medicaid and Medicare. Like I didn't realize the importance of Medicaid and Medicare when I was practicing. What are some of those things that you wish you had learned that you're teaching your students now? Oh, my gosh, that there is so much that you can do in social work. Um, I really wished that I'm not going to say, well, I, I will say undergrad and graduate. I really wish they would have focused more on, you know, the different areas of social work, just other than the traditional roles. Um, it's kind of like they had us or have us stuck in this box of, you know, you can only do micro work um, as a social worker. And I wish that more um, macro level policy research, things like that, I wish they would have focused on that more. So we would have kind of had an idea of, you know, the many different things that we can do as a social worker. 
I love it. I often tell uh, folks that social workers like this big tree when you go outside, all the different leaves, and it's just like pick a leaf. <laughs> it's just like, there's just so many things. Social workers are in every arena in this nation. And so I love that you're absolutely correct that um, there's so many things that we can do. So tell me a little bit about your social work journey. How did you get here? Where do you want to go? All that good mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. My social, so actually, um, I guess like when I first started out, I didn't even think that I would be a social worker. In my mind, for like the longest time, I was like, I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be a lawyer. And then, you know, like you have people in your head, your head saying, oh, you would make a great lawyer because, you know, you always, you know, you want to debate, research and Mm -hmm. speak for people, which kind of is what social workers do as well. But it wasn't until like, I think I was probably in my junior year of high school. And my younger brother had a social worker, um, like a case manager. Um, I don't even think I knew (laughs) what social work was then. But that kind of like pivoted, um, I guess, like my interest in social work. Um, So, of course, I did my undergrad in social work. After that, I worked... um, with kids at the YMCA for a long time as like a youth counselor. And then I went into my graduate course. And after that, I started working as like a support specialist, basically with um, disabled adults, helping them with their daily activities. And shortly after my grad um, um, program, I got a job in mental health. And I feel like that's kind of like where it started because that's, somewhat what I've been doing since then. And that was in what, 2013, 14. Um, I started in the mental health field as like a geriatric therapist and working with the elderly in the nursing home. And from there, I transitioned into doing outpatient and school-based with um, children, adolescents and things like that. And I've been really doing that for the past several years, I did take a break and went into um, hospice, working with that population for about two, two and a half years, but then transitioned back to working with children in the foster care um, system. That's awesome. So where do you want to go? What are your plans? I'm really loving... um, my role as a professor um, Mm -hmm. and just being able to teach. So I would love to transition into, you know, maybe teaching more courses, um, something macro related. That's where um, I'm kind of looking, looking to move. So you are currently in clinical supervision to get your LCSW in Alabama, we call the LICSW. So Mm -hmm. when I know someone's in clinical supervision, working towards their clinical licensure, I'm thinking they're on the track to want to be in therapeutic roles. But I heard you say macro and I heard you say teaching, which are not therapeutic roles. They are more macro roles. So so what do you plan to do with your, because I do think people, again, going back to what are we teaching our undergraduate and graduate uh, students, people limit the clinical licensure, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. to just therapeutic roles and it's more expansive than that. So you're you're on the trajectory, but yet your future plans are to be a macro practice. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, like you said, it goes back to what we've um, learned. And 
when I started clinical practice or clinical supervision, um, I actually thought that I guess like having my own private practice was the ultimate goal because that's all we heard about. Um, but <laughs> I don't think that's 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 my plan because um, I don't think therapy is something that I want to do long term. Um, so hopefully with getting um, that clinical licensure, it will open up a door that I can, you know, do full time um, teaching as a professor, because I know that's one of the requirements is to have either that LCSW or your doctorate. So I'm really hoping that once I get that license, it'll open up another door. I absolutely know that it will. Again, I'm clinically licensed in several states mm -hmm. and I taught and one of the classes, all of the classes that I taught were the clinically based classes, the PhDs, they love teaching organization and research, and we need that, right? But we also need folks who have been practicing, know what it takes to get clinically right. licensed, and then can teach those classes as well. So I love that you opened that door to LCSW is not just because we want to get our private practice. There's so many more things that we can do with that clinical license. Absolutely love that. So still in that teaching energy, right? What was your favorite or most important social work instructor or mentor? Or who was mm -hmm. your favorite um, teacher or mentor? Mm -hmm. I had this um, professor in graduate school. Her name was Dr. Frazier. And um, <laughs> you kind of remind me of Dr. Frazier. And I'm going to say it because I feel like she was just like a breath of fresh air. She was like so knowledgeable. Um just successful travel. Um, she had a private practice. Um, she did like therapy and things like that on the side as well. And um, I kind of just like took to her, like even after my um, grad program, I still kind of kept in touch with her for a little. I've not spoken to her in a while, but she was just like so good with just, you know, being open, giving information and just kind of like a guide. Um, mm -hmm. And I really liked her. I love that. Sometimes us seasoned social workers get a bad rap. <laughs> and, so, and so to hear that you connect with more expansive traveling, not afraid to do you know new things within the field of social work. And that is what you're leaning into as well, especially as you move into more macro practice. Mm -hmm. um, knowing what you know about this profession now, you know, we're talking about your social work journey, right? What are three things, you know, I'm thinking about that little knapsack that if you were to pack and you're on your journey, what are, I don't want us to be, you know, long-winded about it, but like, what are three things that you would take with you on this social work journey? Um, Can I think of three things? I know the first thing is probably not something that I would take, but just being open-minded. Mm -hmm. um, I think like that's going to take any social worker a long way. And then um, <laughs> my computer, I got to put my computer in there because things have like really changed. Um, and I say my computer because like resources, um, networking, um, because like with, you know, trying to pivot and find more um, out about macro social work, I'm finding that it's a lot about networking and 
who you know <laughs> and not so much of what you know, which that is still good. But like I said, things have like really changed. So just having those resources and being able to network. Mm-hmm. And what I love that love, love, love that that you t- you're taking your computer, especially, you know, I was thinking I'm in telehealth. I call myself a travel social worker, even though I'm not signed with the travel agency, because <laughs> the work I do is all virtual and I can go. I can. I, y'all know I've worked <laughs> in Brooklyn for six months. The, earlier this year, I was in California, was working there for a little bit. And so the fact that you're going to take your computer says you're going to be nationwide. You're going to be global. <laughs> exactly. Yes, we're going to speak that into existence. <laughs> yes. You know, I love doing that. What would be something that you, you and I love where we're, we're we, you built that foundation for us, like teaching your undergraduate students. You've learned these are the things I wish I knew. Right. But then what are some things that you would, you know, stereotypes or beliefs about social work that you would not take with you on this particular social work journey? Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to go back to how I started the uh, the podcast. Um, we are so much more than just mental health workers or therapists. Um, we don't have to be closed minded and just stuck in that traditional Um, I guess, sense of social work. I want to rid my mind of that. And even like with the new social workers, like don't even start with that. You know, you have to work in the hospital or you have to do, um, you know, case management or like little things like that. Just basically one-on-one clinical work. Um, I want to rid my mind of that. I would just leave that (laughs) with the professor that said it. (laughs) I love it. You know what? I tell people all the time, I've been a social worker for 24 years and I have never worked at the Department of Human Resources. It just wasn't, but I know that that's one of the things that people, they get their internships, their first jobs. A lot of folks think that's what we do. And that is absolutely not what we have to do at all. So my hat is off to those who do it and do it well. Mm -hmm. But that's not all what social work is. It's not. And that's so crazy that you said that. Like I was at um, a, a group um, earlier this week. I facilitated a group. And I was talking about that because she was talking about like DHR had posted like a new role or something like that. And I was like, you know, it's so crazy. Like when I was because I actually did my intern, I think it was my graduate intern there, but either way, I did an intern there. And I was like, the professors like kind of drilled in you. DHR is where you want to work. And I was like, and in my mind, I had, after I finished, I'm working at DHR, but after um, doing my intern, I got an interview and everything there. And I was like, yeah, this is not, this is not for me. So it's kind of like they do, they drill that in your head. Like this is the best DHR, but it, it's not like that anymore. <laughs> we were talking before we started, and I told you my vision, but my other vision is to change the face of social work. <laughs> it's, and I think this narrative has been about changing the face of social work. I love that we've been talking about what you would tell to new upcoming social workers. And so I want to change it because oftentimes, especially as seasoned social workers are asked, what would you tell a new social worker coming into the field? But I was thinking about you today and I was like, I think I want to change it. Sitting where you are in your social work journey, what would you tell your future social work self? 
Mm-hmm. What advice or what would you tell your future social work self? Mm-hmm. And it's something that I'm t- telling myself now, just go for it. Um, don't be scared. And I like, I know like that's like easier said than done because I'm dealing with it myself, but just go for it. Do it. Um, what can happen? Exactly. You're gonna, yeah, you're going to succeed or you're going to figure out a way to, to um, succeed. So just go for it. Yeah. Social workers are magical. We always figure out a way to succeed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm taking my own advice. So, yes. Yeah. So keep going for it. And in fact, that kind of leads me to the last question. Are there any final thoughts, words that, you know, you want to leave our audience with today? Um. Any final thoughts? Believe in yourself. Don't second guess yourself. Um, If it's something that you want to do, figure out how to make it happen. Love that. I love that. You're such a social worker. (laughs) I love it so much. Love Rakesha. Thank you so much for joining us today. I know that there are going to be people who are so glad that they tuned in and heard what you said and are going to start thinking outside the box as it relates to social work and and realizing that they can do so much more than they ever thought was possible. So thank Mm -hmm. you so much for having, for coming on the show today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the goddesses of social work podcast. We are glad you were here. If you liked this episode, please come back to hear more stories of the journeys through social work and please leave us a review on Apple or Spotify. See you next time here on the Goddesses of Social Work podcast.